You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Day Mouse Page listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Matt, Sarah, and Rebecca. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 812, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. And before I forget, I want to tell you that Stephanie won't be with us today because she has a sick family. So shout out to Steph. We love you. We hope you don't get what your family has. Get better and join us again soon. You're stuck with me tonight. It's all good. We love it. So just a reminder that the Mousecapades and More podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we would love to help. Just text Rebecca, Vicky, or me, Matt, at 636-373-4497, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. Small, refundable deposit of 200 bucks will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact us today. Well, I just want to say thank you to Brad and to Matt for taking over last week while I was visiting the mouse in Orlando. Um, I really enjoyed the show. I I always wonder, I know that I'm not worried you guys are going to do a good job. I just always wonder how I'm going to feel, but it was actually refreshing to listen to the show and not have it be me. So um, I appreciated the spring break and I appreciated you guys doing that a whole lot. One thing that Brad did forget to mention um, to the listeners last week is that Magic Kingdom had that soft opening for Tron and the original, I mean, the big opening date is April the 4th. That's what they had announced or whatever. We actually decided to give it a shot while we were there. Um, Wednesday, March 22nd was our first Magic Kingdom day and Kaylee was ab- able to snag a boarding group for us and we rode it, but I cannot tell you any more than that because Kaylee will beat me if I give out too much information before the trip report that will um, come out on Friday, April 7th. So I apologize for the little tease, but I can tell you more about Tron on the trip report. We look forward to that. As we told you in a few past podcasts, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue opened this past Thursday. Guests quickly snapped up the reservations to be one of the first families to eat at this new table service restaurants in Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. The restaurant received many compliments on the food, especially with the mac and cheese topped with crunched up goldfish crackers, ribs, and the four different desserts, bows, lemon and blueberry cheesecake, Billy's chocolate silk pie, goat's apple pie, and Gruff's peach strawberry pie. Some fun things that happened while you were eating are T-Rex dance parties, Sarge giving out directions. Sometimes they will just be lemonade or garage sale sightings, while other times they will say Andy is coming and the whole restaurant has to get silent and freeze. Yeah, YouTube's go crazy with every vlogger there is going there. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is lame. They just copied Midway Mania, slapped stuff on cardboard. But once you really start to soak in the details, like it generally looks like a kid slapped it together. Like I love how things look like they're cut out of cardboard and, you know, the different textures and toys. And they did a good job. I'm still stuck on that mac and cheese topped with crunched up goldfish. So you know how some people crunch up saltines and put it on the top of their macaroni? Okay. They crunched up goldfish. The only sort of, I won't say negative, but thing that I saw one vlogger notice was that there were characters 
illustrated throughout the restaurant in the decor that were not there when Andy was a young kid. And when he, where you said earlier, where Andy is coming, when he comes and you hear him, he was like, but these characters weren't around when he was a kid. So they thought there was a timeline discrepancy there. Yeah, like Forky. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if, yeah, if you're a diehard Toy Story fan, those things might bother you or they might not. So I never noticed this before until they were doing the review of the restaurant. And I must have watched the same one that you did or one of the same Mm -hmm. ones because I did hear him say that. So Bo Peep, I didn't realize her sheet were Billy Goat Gruff. Mm, I think that's adorable. (laughs) Until they they named all the desserts after them. And then I was like, ah, this makes so much sense. I'm such a dork. (laughs) I'm just realizing that. (laughs) I know. I thought it was funny. I watched like nine different reviews and everybody seemed pretty equal on what they were saying about the food. So I'm sure it'll be hard to get resi for the next five years. Of course. It opens up the 50s for us. (laughs) Yeah. So I have an interesting story here. And when I get to the end of this, in some ways I agree with it. In some ways I have a few problems. So Okay. Um, TikToker at Dapper Manatee is a former cast member at Disney World, and he is really frustrated with guests, and he feels that Disney has gone too far to accommodate them. He said that he is tired of the entitled guests, most of whom are Americans. Quoting him, since I started making this Disney content, I see a lot of people will ask me, do you think people should be compensated for having to listen to Small World for more than 10 minutes? Oh, people had a little water in their boat at Pirates. Do you think they should sue? At Dapper Manatee said, to those types of questions, I say, you know, kids used to have to work in factories. We've all gotten far too comfortable. The former cast member then shared that guests typically receive single-use lightning lanes, what used to be fast passes, after getting stuck on a ride, but regularly ask for too much compensation. When you bought a ticket, you signed a disclaimer that you will not hold Disney accountable for your problems, he explained. Don't get me wrong, customer service is customer service. You should take care of people. But some people not only want to be taken care of, they want to be given a binky and a blankie. He went on to say that when he was a cast member, an American could get their hand slammed in a door or in a ride, and they would say they were crippled and that they were going to sue. However, a guest from out of the country, like England, would have had the same thing happen to them, and they would say they were okay and tell the cast member to have a great day. Overall, what this former cast member slash TikToker wants us to know is that we shouldn't take anything for granted and be grateful in life, not entitled. Well, I completely agree with that last statement, and I do agree that America is an overly litigious society that sues at the drop of a hat. I also think you are paying an extravagant amount of money to come to this theme park. And I'm not saying that if water gets in your boat on a ride that involves water, that you need to sue somebody or receive an extra anytime lightning lane. But if a ride breaks down, oh yeah, are you owed that time because mm-hmm. it's something that was included in your ticket? If weather causes a delay and or something happens the ride breaks down what i mean where do you draw the line i guess is what i'm wondering yeah i mean i agree with most of this you know Mm -hmm. like you know like no one can control the weather and no one can you know from from a trades standpoint no one can control machinery that runs 24 7 like people don't understand the infrastructure behind this park like 
you know, if your car ran nonstop 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. it would break down all the time. And they do a fantastic job at keeping things running. Now, granted, it happens. I've been stuck on lots of things. I've never been evac'd, which I'm dying to. And every time we've gotten off something stuck, we've gotten a fast, you know, there were fast passes back in the day. So we've always been compensated that. But I mean, people are so easy, so willing to sue now or or people are just soft. Like, I mean, I hate to sound, you know, super passive aggressive, but people are soft and are weak. And it's like, oh, you got wet. <laughs> Suck it up. Like the guys, exactly. people used to work in a mine. Like, yes. you, you are so privileged to be able to mm-hmm. enjoy something like this. Like, oh, that stuff drives me nuts. I agree. I agree. I will say on our last trip, my um, husband went with my two girls on Space Mountain and they got stuck for a good 30, 45 minutes on the ride and had to be evacuated. And, you know, we they turned it into a good time. They were, you know, taking pictures inside. You know, they say had to turn the lights on and everything. And um, but they weren't given anything. Oh, man. So, I mean, not I know, you know, not that I'm saying we didn't go, you know, raise a big deal about it. We're, we're not that we were not those type of people. It's like, hey, we, you know, it was it ended up being a special experience. You got to see Space Mountain with the lights on, you know, granted you were stuck in there for 45 yeah. minutes and, you know, missed a lot of other time when you could have been doing something else. But yeah, we, we they didn't get anything for it. I think a lot of people here too, like, oh, you know, well, if something happens, they'll do this. You know, if something happens, you know, well, they'll give you a fast pass or they'll give you a T-shirt or so people expect that they expect those little magical moments to be given to them. And it's like, I don't know. I do think if you're paying for something like Genie Plus, though, and something happens where you've had a ride time reserved and you can't do it for some reason, I do think there should be some sort of compensation or an extra, you know, anytime lightning lane because you're paying extra for that. It's It was more, you know, it was above and beyond the regular ticket price. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it just goes back to our whole culture, our whole society of entitlement. I mean, and are those mm-hmm. magical experiences even magical if that's your expectation? You yeah, know, if you go into it thinking, oh, they're going to give me this, they're going to give me this, that in itself kind of takes away that magic. Yeah. And I think if you put it into a different light where you go into it thinking the magic moments are going to be the smiles on your kids' faces or, you know the moment when you walk around the corner and you see the castle for the first time if you make those your magic moments you don't need a free (laughs) t-shirt i completely agree with that and being able to bring the memories home with you i think is huge and if you you know dot your vacation with these bad things oh i got soaking wet and i hate getting wet on splash mountain well, maybe don't ride Splash Mountain. Yeah, to ride Splash. You know, <laughs> don't put yourself in the position or the mindset to have these bad experiences. Right. Be grateful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Be grateful you're somewhere that a lot of people don't get to go. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I'm super excited about my story because one of my favorite places in Disney World years ago was Toontown. It was so fun. It was so interactive. Um, And now Toontown in Disneyland in California is officially opening on 
or did officially open, sorry, on March the 19th. Goofy's How to Play Yard, Goofy's House, Donald's Boat, Donald's Duck Pond, Chippendale's Gadget Coaster, and Mickey and Minnie's Houses, as well as Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin, are now reopening for guests to board Lenny the Cab to take a spin around the Toontown streets and alleys. There are places to grab food in Toontown, Cafe Daisy, where acclaimed culinary expert Daisy Duck serves up dinner classics and her sidewalk table eatery, or you can stop by the Toontown Farmer's Market at Good Boys Grocers, a friendly roadside stand which offers grab-and-go drinks and treats. Pegleg Pete is even available for a meet-and-greet at the newly refurbished Toontown. And of course, if you haven't already visited the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, um, you can take a ride on that or take a ride on Goofy's train. That's Lovely. I, that's exciting. I remember visiting that when I was a kid <laughs> at Disney World. I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to give a follow-up since we were talking about that. <laughs> the Runaway where Rail... See, I can't even say it. Runaway Railway. That's why I always give it to you guys because this is what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that we've reported on other stories and then Matt and Brad reported again about another story in the um, queue area for that in Disneyland and I know I I messaged Sarah and Stephanie this week to tell them that there are indeed because one of our friends went there over spring break it's not just those black things blocking off the things from people touching that you get at the movies you know what are those called stanchions stanchions yeah thank you it's not just a stanchion they literally have three metal like bar things separating the people for them to look and observe but not to steal things or break things off or anything so we didn't know that up until now all i had seen was what i saw on blogs and in articles and stuff but one of our friends was there and took many pictures in that queue and i was like okay this is what sarah was wanting to know maybe Mm -hmm. it's not blocked off maybe it's open and it makes it seem like please come over here and pull on me or something but um yeah i just sad news So that makes it sound even more like it's adults in my mind. I know. Because if, yeah, if there are metal bars, you know, keeping you away, you would really have to not be watching your child for it to be kids. Right. You should electrify them. (laughs) Okay, maybe not that. (laughs) Just a little little zip. (laughs) Disney has just announced that starting April the 7th, guests can take part in the Celebrating Disney 100 at the Disneyland Resort Guided Tour. This tour is going to be available for a limited amount of time. It'll probably be gone by the time we get there. I don't know this for sure. This unique tour will allow you to chat with a Disney animator, take part in a unique drawing experience, take special photos in front of Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and get a special viewing spot of the Magic Happens Parade. In addition to these experiences, you also get the following. A stroll through Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park with an official Disneyland tour guide. Ooh, a plaid? I want my own plaid. A tour of Buena Vista Street 
Animation Academy, Main Street Opera House, Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, and Sleeping Beauty's Castle. A complimentary digital download of your snapshot in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle Adorned with dazzling Disney 100 celebratory decorations, a Disney 100 celebration treat, and a special design Disney 100 commemorative pin. Reach out to your Disney travel agent to help you get signed up for one of these tours now. How long is that? This is, must be like an eight-hour tour. I know. <laughs> it awesome. sounds incredible. Huh? I was looking for the price. I couldn't find it. That's never a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when this is call, you know. Or two days, like maybe it's a multi-day affair. I don't know, but it sounded really cool. Anything with a, a private plaid, sign me up. Mm-hmm. We got to see, um, so Matt, you watch Kyle, right? Yep. So you know who Lara is, right? Yeah. Okay, so we were at Epcot and Kaylee was like waving me over like in urgency, like something seriously was wrong. And it was because she was standing there with a group and she was walking them around in her little plaid outfit. Nice. That'd be the job to have. Kaylee was starstruck for a moment. <laughs> it's a vlogger's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's very important. I didn't see any of the vloggers this time, which was sad. Hard to spot sometimes. Well, Kyle and his girlfriend went on a cruise. Tim and Jen just had a baby. Um, who else did we watch? Oh, Addicted to the Mouse. Mm-hmm. They were in uh, Hawaii at Alani. You know, all the rough. They were roughing everything. <laughs> what a hard knock life there all right i got the first say it isn't so, say it ain't so, say it ain't so. as much as we know it can be magical sometimes disney world isn't a ma- isn't magical due to other wonderful guests a guest told reddit that a guest made her firework experience at the magic kingdom just horrible she stated that the mother that was in front of her let out blood curling screams at her child and before that she blocked the guest's view by putting her children about three years old on her shoulders which blocked the guest's views of the castle and the fireworks show the poor control of the crowds continued the guests the red light batten get cast members that are continuously yelling at people to keep walking or stay in the yellow lines during the firework magic kingdom is not designed well for huge crowds to maneuver the attractions they went on were incredible but everything else sucked i'll catch y'all at the other parks stated the guests in their final conclusions i mean it's 10 15 minutes before fireworks time it's a cluster like mm-hmm. you know we usually on a trip like we'll see fireworks right away and then that's it we're done and we don't even mess with that because it's yeah that's not fun and then you get the last minute that show up and just stand right there like it goes right back to the entitlement you're not being prepared you know being lazy and not getting early like everybody else does and then make someone else suffer so your brats can watch it and block theirs yes Everyone knows it's one of my pet peeves. Do not put your kids on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Nope. This is what hips were made for. Yeah. And But don't yell at your kids in an awful way like that. <laughs> um, oh, you're, you're the Magic Kingdom. What are you screaming? I mean, granted. I remember seeing um, a poor dad. We were getting on a boat at one point, and they probably had like three kids. And the mom was yelling at him to get on the boat, get on the boat. And he had the double stroller and was trying to wait to let the other guests get on. And she's like, I don't understand why you just won't get on the boat. (laughs) You should have shoved her over, Sarah. Oh, it was pretty awful. And my kids were just, my kids were staring. We were in 
we were in double stroller time period as well. So my husband had our stroller and he waited and then they both got on the boat at the end and the cast member told them where to put the strollers and the entire boat ride, she continued to yell at her husband. And I just thought, Mm. they're having a lovely trip. So I'm sure these people were in the same boat. I like, but though, if this happened recently, which I'm assuming it did, um, the parks are really crowded right now. It's spring yeah. break time. Spring break is the most crowded time of year, second or more crowded than Christmas. So here's what I found out when I was there that you may not know or you may already know. I didn't realize the entire state of Florida gets spring break the same week. You know, like around mm. here, like certain sections get it one week and then certain sections get it another week. And um, some people get it the week before Christmas or the week, I mean, not the before Christmas, the week before Easter or the week after Easter. So it's kind of spread out. But that's why the week before we got there, it was so busy. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. What have I gotten myself into? Because I'd never gone at spring break before. And it was crowded, but I don't believe it was ever as crowded as we've seen on New Year's then like the 30th of December and the 31st of December, it was nothing in comparison to that. It will be worse next week and the week after. I'm in Georgia and our spring break is next week. And the majority of the districts around us are also next week. North Carolina is next week. Yeah, ours is this week. I feel like most school systems do it the week before, the week after Easter. But um, and maybe Florida does the opposite because they know that so many other places are having it right then. But yeah, from anywhere from the beginning of March to the end of April is what I would call spring break time. And the crowds are just going to be heavier. And then right around Easter, they're going to be ridiculous. I was just grateful that it wasn't. I would have been fine even if it was the same as Christmas because we've done it so much. Mm-hmm. I was grateful because like. So Animal Kingdom was our first day. I don't want to go too much into our trip. But the wait times, I texted Kaylee, I'm like, five minutes, 20 minutes. So I was like, this is not bad mm-hmm. at all. Anyways, we will move on. <laughs> all right. So if you are a Star Wars fan, there's more fun in store for you in Disneyland. Hyperspace Mountain will be coming back to Disneyland Park soon. It'll return as part of Star Wars Month, which will be celebrated from May 1st through June 4th, 2023. So basically, it's a Star Wars overlay at Space Mountain. It transforms the iconic attraction into an epic Star Wars adventure where you may encounter... Rebel X-Wing Starfighters, Imperial TIE Fighters, Blaster Fire, and much more. In 2022, the transformation happened in late April in anticipation of May the 4th be with you. So if you love Star Wars and need to see Hyperspace Mountain, reach out to Vicki, Rebecca, or Matt and book a trip. Okay, so it is rumored that Disneyland Splash Mountain will soon be closing. I have to say this one's near and dear to my heart because Splash Mountain was my favorite ride, but I'm okay with the fact that we are updating. Um, We have heard that in Disneyland, May the 7th, 2023 was going to be the last day for Splash Mountain. After months um, of many of us guessing when the last day would be, Disney did announce that May 6th, 2023 will be the last day for Splash Mountain to be open. 
Um, this was confirmed by the Orange County Register register splash mountain opened in 1989 it has been a staple in the anaheim park for 34 years um these clo this closure comes after years of backlash and criticism regarding splash mountains problematic origins we are sad to see this iconic ride closed after years of joy that it has brought to many disney guests if you are wanting to ride Splash Mountain for the first time or even for the last time, contact one of us to help you plan a trip to California. I have Say It Isn't So number two. So we all know that Disney has some of the most delicious food at their parks. This isn't really about a person necessarily, but... Um, they always come out things for holidays, anniversaries, to celebrate character birthdays. We get the idea. So we've probably all at one time or another made some kind of list, even if it's just in our mind about what we want to eat when we get to the parks. And so we get to the parks only to find out that the item is no longer being sold or it got sold out that day. So in Disneyland, some cast members decided to make it easy for the guests to find out what things were or were not available so that when the park, the guests arrived in the park, they would know right away. They took post-it notes and placed it over the signs for the turkey leg and the corn cob kiosk and literally wrote on a post-it note in capital letters, no turkey legs, and put it on the turkey leg sign. No corn on the cob and put it on the corn on the cob sign. I'm not lying. I saw a picture of it. There, they used post-it notes. Now, the thing that I was wondering in someone else, uh, another guest inquired about was why was that kiosk even open because it only sells turkey legs corn on the cob and soda and water anyway we don't know the answer <laughs> to that question but i don't think that disney wants people using sticky notes no maybe if they're mickey shaped but <laughs> and they did like the disney font as long as they're in the disney font i'm fine with neon it. yellow post-it notes like we use in the classroom it's easy <laughs> All right. Uh, Haley Bailey is a wonderful singer and actress, but the poor girl has been under the critics' eyes since she is casted to play Ariel in the live-action movie The Little Mermaid. Everyone wanted to know why Disney was changing the ethnicity of the original character in the animated movie, but Haley is a real princess, according to a fan that talked with the media. Haley posted a picture on social media of herself with a sweet little fan, Mila Rose. I really just want them to stop remaking things. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted Sarah and Matt on the same show. Oh, you, okay. both keep, <laughs> you both keep saying that. And I'm yeah. like, you guys need to be on the same show so you can talk about it. It's it's nothing. It's not creative. Yeah. They're, just, they're just pandering, you know, the hot top, hot button issues right now mm -hmm. to make everybody think they're sympathetic. They don't care. They just want your money. Uh, it's just getting out of hand. Like as an art, as an artist and a creative person, this stuff drives me up the walls, especially with the company synonymous with creativity and imagination. Mm -hmm. They're all out of it. I did send Vicky a picture yesterday, um, and you just have to use your imagination to see it. But imagine what a live action uh, Mickey Mouse would look like. Oh, yeah, that's funny. You did send me that. Oh, that'd be creepy. It was very creepy. I've seen some criticisms, not about her ethnicity, but the look of the movie, that it's very dark. Yep. It lacks the vibrancy and color of the original animated film. And, you know, I have nothing against her. I just want them to stop making things over again. Yeah, I've, I've heard it. You know, people are like, you know, they're just race swapping 
to pander. And then people also like, you know, all these live actions ones have this like dark, almost like a Tim Burton-esque like tone to them. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of these live remakes. I won't. They're just, I'm fine with the clamshell versions. That's Disney to me. Like, yeah. Come up with something new. How like, come on. Like, it's a new character, a new... Ugh, I need to become an Imagineer, apparently. What did they... They did something new recently. I love... I liked Turning Red. My kids love it. Oh, my daughter loves it. Like, some of the new animated ones, I love um, when Onward came out. That's been a little bit ago, but... Um, 2020. I loved Onward. What was the one where they... It went to the... Did it go to the movie theater where they... I don't even... We haven't even seen it. it the airship... Oh, A Strange New World or something? Yeah. Yes. I think my kids watched it and um, they were like, I said, well, was it good? Because they just found it and started watching it, you know, on their Disney Plus account, I think. And my 11-year-old was like, uh, no, not. <laughs> <laughs> that about sums it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, now that Kaylee's lost all her weight, she can buy kids clothes. She can buy extra large in the kids section. And she bought a four-town shirt because of Turning oh, Red. Hey. <laughs> four-town is a sweet movie. I mean, not four-town. Turning Red is a very sweet movie. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's really cute. And it it's well done. I like how you have like the nerdy, it like has the real sides of what you see at middle school or mm -hmm. upper elementary. Yeah. So Disneyland has an annual event that is back for a short time before Easter. The famous handmade chocolate fudge Easter eggs are back. You can get these delicious eggs to fill your Easter baskets at the Candy Palace on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays for $12.99. Disney hasn't released the flavors as of yet, but the peanut butter fudge filled is a longtime favorite. One of the best parts of these eggs is the size. While they're definitely big enough to share, mostly because they're so rich, we recommend saving it all for yourself. These beautiful <laughs> eggs are even garnished with things like flowers or baby chicks. So very sweet. If you're in California, go get some. Um, that sounds delicious, too. I was going to say, you guys need to look at them. They better be big for, for 13 bucks. Yeah. And they have baby chicks on them. How do they get them chickens to stay on there? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> too easy come on <laughs> so we've known for a while that rock and roller coaster at hollywood studios is currently undergoing refurbishment for over a year now rumors have been flying that rock and roller coaster was going to be changed that possibly shutting it down or changing the band or something something else well disney released this week that the ride will be returning without change at this time and I think that's fantastic. Me too. Love that ride. Yeah, I love Rock and Roller Coaster. It does not make me sad to hear this news. Mm -hmm. I was sad that I, it was closed off. That was really sad yeah. to see. But it's okay. I saw Fantasmic. So this Friday, March 31st, will be the official last day of the 50th anniversary celebration at Disney World, which seems absolutely mm. crazy to me. <laughs> because I feel like they just had that first day on October 1st when those people were spending hours in line to go into the Emporium. So crazy. But all good things must come to an end. So Disney has tons of 50th merchandise left and only a small window to sell it. By the time this airs, they'll have two days. And a lot of the 50th merchandise can be found in the parks as well at Disney Spring Stores. And it's supposedly on sale. I did not see that when I was there. So I guess they put it on sale after I got on the plane on Saturday. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
but also all the Epcot's 40th anniversary merchandise is on sale for 40% off. And if you're an annual pass holder or a DVC owner, you get more off these items. So if you're in Orlando soon or you are there currently, you may want to go and get some of these merchandise at these very low prices. But heed this warning, do not do like, what was the name of that company that we've talked about for two weeks, Matt? Oh, the the grifters? (laughs) Yeah, the people that have their own thing and... Their address was in this castle? (laughs) Yeah, and then they try to sell it for... Don't do that. If you want these collector's items for yourself or to give to somebody else, not to rip somebody else off because those people are no longer allowed at Disney anywhere in the whole world. So you don't want to be those people. But go take advantage of these sales. There was still some really nice stuff left. So long, 50th. I sure hope they paint the castle back <laughs> to what it would look like before. I don't think mm. it's happening. I, I don't either, but like it's too pink. It'll fade. Yeah, hopefully it's really soon. Recently, a guest who would like to rena- remain anonymous was recently given the opportunity to see some very rare characters while she was visiting the park. Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, and Donald are supposed to be seen by guests daily. However, this guest was able to have a meet and greet with Dumbo, which is a mm. character that I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone getting to meet. Dumbo had on his cute circus outfit. Any other characters that this guest was able to meet was Mickey in his tailor outfit from a Disney short uh, that may or may not have been seen or familiar with people. She also saw the fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather from Sleeping Beauty. Now, I know that you can see them in a Festival Fantasy Parade, but it's pretty cool to meet them one-on-one and to get their autograph. Yeah, if I could see Dumbo, that would be, I might make my eyes sweat a little bit. <laughs> I want to know what he looked, you know, was he walking on two legs? Was he something you could approach? Like, I, I'd be curious to know. I think I've seen him. He used to be in a in the parade, in a parade, a vague. He was upright, you know, mm-hmm. and he had on the big collared, colorful collar thing with the clown mm-hmm. hat on. Mm-hmm. Oh. It looked like he was sitting in the picture that I saw. Like he was, I... like they had him on the little, what do you call those things that they put the elephants on in the circus? A ball. Ball. Oh, the little thing they stand oh, they're on. Oh, like the stand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it looked like he was just sitting there, but like he interacted using his uh his big trunk. I don't mm-hmm. know. I still yeah. thought it was really cool. And Mickey and his tailor outfit, that's gotta be the tailor outfit from Mickey and the Beanstalk. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, yeah, Mickey and the Giant Beanstalk. Wasn't he a tailor? Or on one part he was sewing something. Is it that one or is it the one where he kills all the flies? Remember, there's one where he kills flies and they think he's a giant killer. Oh, that's funny. No, I don't remember that one at all. That may even be part of the beanstalk. I don't remember, but there's something about he killed a bunch of flies, but he described them as giant. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> now I'm going to have to YouTube that to figure it out. Did it say why that guest had access to that or? No, and I thought it was interesting that she wanted to stay anonymous because, you know, most people, they want their 10 seconds of fame. Yeah, but I mean, it could have been, that sounds like a make a wish moment to me. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Well, I don't want somebody to have to be sick to see that. No, but unfortunately, that's what it takes sometimes, like, for them to pull out the good stuff. Sad. Yes. Owen Wilson may have revealed some insight into Loki, too. While being interviewed by Entertainment Tonight, he was talking about Tom Hiddleston, John Majors, and himself, and he said, and I think it is coming out at the end of September. 
That is a massive sigh of relief for those who wanted to see Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie, played by Sofia DiMartino, continue their adventures from the last time we saw them. Marvel has been shuffling its release dates around quite a bit, so it's exciting that Owen Wilson has given the world a clearer picture of the release date for Loki Season 2. I thought that show was really good. I think I need to watch Season 1 again. It's been a while, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I need an assistant to keep up with all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a problem. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but whenever a new season comes out of something, I can't just watch if it's multiple seasons. I can't just watch the last season. I have to start watching it all the way from the beginning again. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. I can't wait like weekly. I need it. I need it all at once. (laughs) All right. Well, I have some great news. Um, Revolving around Akashus. I've been practicing that word. <laughs> I always read it, but what I thought, oh, great. Vicky gave me that word to pronounce. Um, anyway, in the past, they had a princess storybook breakfast that was prior to the pandemic. And this week, Disney let us know that on May the 14th, the princess breakfast will be returning. We still aren't sure which princesses will be there at the breakfast and meet and greet. But meeting princesses is a little girl's dream come true. Uh, the breakfast character meal will cost $53 for adults and $34 for children ages three to nine. This is a much more affordable option if you're looking for princesses um, than Cinderella's Royal Table. Yes, it is. For sure. All right. So we want to thank everybody for listening. I'm going to give a shout out and I would love to give more shouts out. So please, people, write in uh, to Gracie and Lola that are in our Fairmont finale group at school and to Lee and Crystal in California and Kelly and Jenny. I just did their interview with them last week. They live here in Missouri. Angela is my longtime lifetime Disney loving friend. The one that took me and never knew what she was creating when she took me to Disney for the first time. <laughs> um, Andrew Travis, Ashley M. Ben. We appreciate you guys and being able to celebrate the magic with you and hope that you don't ever stop listening to us. Thank you for joining us and thanks for listening. And please go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating and a comment. We would greatly appreciate that. It means a lot to us. We love hearing from our listeners and be sure to let us know what you would like to hear from us, shows, ideas, stuff like that. Just write in. We are always uh, reshaping our shows to cater to our listeners' needs. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, just text us at 636 373 4497. You can check us out on your social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast, on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Rebecca, Matt, or Vicki at 636-373-4497. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. We will finish up the Disney March Madness snack bracket. Are you ready? We hope you're playing along with us so that we can find out what the best snack of 2023 is. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. And I'm not sure that we uh, put this on the Rumors and News show, but the winner of the ride bracket was Matt's favorite ride ever, and that was Haunted Mansion. So that, that was the Mousecapades uh, ride winner for 2023 so we'll find out the snack this week like rebecca just said well i think it's about that time everybody disney love 
Hurry back. Second star to the right. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Winter turns to spring. Famine turns to feast. Nature points the way. Nothing left to say. Beauty and the beast.